I saw you spying on me earlier. No, I wasn't. Who moves out in the middle of the night? Nothing strange about it. She wanted to leave. How does that not make sense? I don't understand why she didn't tell me. Maybe she didn't like you. Maybe she knows you're poor and haven't paid your rent. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dollar Podcast. This is your host, Elias Rouse. Today, we are discussing Under the Silver Lake, directed by David Robert Mitchell. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRouseMedia.com. Under the Silver Lake, synopsis, Sam is is a disenchanted 33-year-old who discovers a mysterious woman, Sarah, frolicking in his apartment swimming pool. When she vanishes, Sam embarks on a surreal quest across Los Angeles to decide the secret behind her disappearance, leading him into the murkiest depths of mystery, scandal, and conspiracy in the City of Angels. So, Under the Silver Lake, directed by David Robert Mitchell. First movie David Robert Mitchell uh, directed was... uh, it follows. Critically acclaimed, and many people uh, thought it was hella, hella creepy. So this is the follow-up to uh, It Follows. Under the Silver Lake. Two hours, 19 minutes. This is a different type of movie. I think that the average moviegoer is not going to receive this in the same light as uh, a critic. And you could say I'm sort of a critic, but not to the degree that this movie is going to affect. I'm talking critics that see movies that have seen hundreds of movies for decades. Um, There are people far more qualified to uh, probably analyze this film and will get much more out of it. But I'm going to give you the perspective of someone that enjoys movies, has watched tons of movies, hasn't seen all the movies, you know? And I think that that's it, I, it's important to disclose that when discussing this movie because I think it's really easy to watch this movie and say, what the fuck did I just watch? And to have absolutely no idea. And uh, you're just like, you're, you're taken back, especially if you didn't see the marketing. Um, marketing does kind of give it that, uh, quirky, weird field, you know, this, this adventure, um, sort of a comedy, but it doesn't, it doesn't advertise how dark and, uh, and mindfully paced it is with a two hour and 19 minute, uh, length of a movie. It's got time to, to take it easy is what I'm saying. Um, from direction, acting, and the cinematography, I thought all of those worked really well. I, I really didn't have any, uh, gripes from, from that POV. Um, I would say the way women are treated within this movie are, uh, ah, 
I don't I I personally did not like it. I felt like almost every scene they were over sexualized. They were put in situations where a male would not have to do that. Um so I I didn't see it follows, so I don't have much to compare with his previous work, uh Robert David Robert D uh DRM's uh previous work. I just um I'm not sure how he portrays women all the time is going is is proper in in you know this this day and age. Um everything that was happening within the film felt like they were put in just over sexualized situations in a way that were to satisfy the viewer or main characters um grasp or, or, or needs, sorry. Um I would say, from the story perspective, when we're, we're we're following Sam going through all this craziness trying to find this girl, um, it feels a little bit choppy in the way it's edited. Just sometimes he'll just he'll just end up in the next scene, and you're like, "How the fuck did we just get here?" And uh, uh, or why did we just stop for for a second to do this like surreal? Um, ten, uh, three minute break of him just going doing something crazy. It, what this movie felt like was fifty percent of an adventure film, twenty percent of nostalgia of movies, um, in Hollywood, and uh, honestly, pop culture in general. Um, and then like what is that? Thir- another thirty percent was, um surrealism just crazy wackiness happening throughout this entire movie and you honestly as a viewer you you're trying to figure out if this shit is really happening or not and uh by i don't know by the hour 40 mark you're just like fuck it just 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 keep on going just whatever's going on is going to happen you know this adventure has completely uh gone off the rails in in some scenarios um in some respects the under the Silver Lake really relies heavily on pop culture nostalgia, and that's why I say this movie's going to benefit people that have seen tons of movies, have listened to tons of music, have knowledge of Hollywood and uh, the past hundred years of um, pop culture cinema, really, and... You know, as a millennial, I've seen, you know, a handful of stuff. So I caught a handful of the references. There's, uh, I don't think it's a spoiler alert to say that the uh, uh, main character of the, of the, uh, of the movie is Andrew Garfield, who, who I think does an excellent job. This is one of my uh, favorite Andrew Garfield uh, performances. He was, um, he was pretty okay and in Hacksaw Ridge, but I thought that was more of a team effort. Um, Spider-Man was kind of, eh, I wouldn't say that's his, that's a hundred percent his fault. Um, and, uh, yeah. So the thing about this movie is it is filled and littered with Easter eggs, references, pop culture, just like, uh, just, uh, knit bits and just like little things you're going to find throughout the entire movie. You're like, holy shit, did, you know, there's a thing, there's a poster in the back, there's a magazine he's looking at, there's like this, that, and the other. And the thing is, it, this movie is meta enough that it's uh, bringing that stuff to the 
to the viewer's attention. They're like letting the viewer know that this stuff happens in movies and hey, it's happening in this movie. So, um, yeah, I, I do like the, the, the parts about it that kind of put a reflection to society. The thing I didn't like about it was probably the way the main character interacts with most of the women that he's, he's with. I think he does not treat, um, women with respect and, it was ultimately problematic in how he how he treats um, not just women. I mean, other people throughout the movie. I just I it, it gave me kind of an icky feel. Um, I was wondering if this character was supposed to be a prelude to somebody we were supposed to know. Like under the Silver Lake is supposed to be. Uh, I thought that was going to have some. I'm sure many people thought this was going to have something to do with. I think it was Jason Voorhees or something like that. Friday the Thirteenth that that happens in, but. Um, under I, there's there's this is not a friday the 13th like prelude or something like that to, to my knowledge uh after watching it so i don't think that's a spoiler alert to say that <laughs> um but yeah so um let me see the, the women that were that were placed throughout the movie none of them are given any real fleshed out backstory to the point where they are given any agency, in my opinion. And I think that's ultimately problematic. Um, most of them are hypersexualized. There's There's scenes where Andrew Garfield's beside a woman, and they, and he, they would have just had sex, and he still has a shirt on, and they are completely naked. And I'm just, I'm just like, it's that type of stuff that kind of irritates me. It's like, I I don't understand why. What is the, the, you have to pay Andrew Garfield to take his shirt off or something like that? I'm sure you do, does cost extra, but if, if the characters in the scene have just had sex and there's no logical reason for them not to be naked together, then, then I don't see what exactly, it, and it's not even a full, full shot. I don't, I don't need to see a full shot of these people. It's just equal opportunity and that's, uh... I can't believe that they didn't see that uh, behind the scenes. I don't. I don't. Unless there's some sort of uh, meta thing that they're saying um, about it. If it is, then it might have gone over my head. I might have to get another interpretation about it um, from some other reviewers. I am very curious to listen to some other critics to see what their reactions are. I bet it's going to vary from people that really are ingrained in po you know old school. Um, knowledge when it comes to uh, you know Easter eggs and pop culture knowledge and stuff like that trivia that type of you know um, but um, yeah it was a very interesting movie I'd say some slight problematic parts with the uh, the way some characters and storylines are handled but um, I think if you're a critic you're gonna uh, want to check this out at least if you're an average viewer Eh, I don't think you'd be missing anything. If you're a big Garfield fan, if you liked It Follows, it might be interesting to see this guy's, uh, you know, follow-up uh, to that. So, it, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of pros, some cons. There's one scene in this that I just feel like really sells the movie for me, and it's a. Uh, uh, it's kind of when it all culminates at around the third act. Um, 
and I thought it was just like, holy shit, this is an amazing scene. And I don't ever think it ever got above or below that, that amazing scene. And I kind of wish it was hitting that mark every time. So, um, there's also some, uh, great, other great actors. Now that I think about it, I can't name any of the female actors off the top of my head because none of them are really, uh, I, I don't notice any of them, to be honest. Uh, we The males I noticed were uh, Topher Grace, who plays uh, Bar Buddy. Um, but these people don't really have names either. So it was it, it was a weird a weird interaction, to be honest, uh, with all of the characters that he's with. And none of them really are fleshed out to the, to the max. But uh, the, the ones that are just... They... They play their types, or you know, the bar buddy, the the guy that uh, the manager, the, the hotel manager, the uh, uh, band leader named Jesus. You know, it's like uh, these people have like very they're they're not like John Smith. You know, the doctor, Doctor John Smith. It's like all you need to know is like where they're at and what they're doing. Are they his friend or not? You know, are they? Wearing a, let's see, a, a girl's name in here would be like bikini top hat girl one, like this. She's one of the top build, um, you know. Uh, let me see, mom, like actress, Botox reporter. They, uh, the these the women are not given. I mean, most of the most of the men aren't either, but um, the many many characters within the story are not given hell any story in my opinion it's all about um sam um there's this let me see if i can talk about this any more about this un spoiler let's just jump in the spoilers uh right before we do i think the music the music exceptional music i thought the score was uh it really put put you in a place where you were like on an adventure, you're kind of on a roller coaster ride. Sometimes a little scary, sometimes a little quirky. It was, it was, it was amazing. If I if I can recall all of it correctly, I, I did watch this really late, um, but I I I thought it was exceptional music. Um, let's go ahead and jump into the, the um, spoilers. Spoilers for Under the Silver Lake. Sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com So, uh, we got spoilers for uh, Under the Silver Lake. Um, when I originally watched this, I had not seen that uh, A24 released this marketing trailer. I guess I don't see that many trailers before I uh, go see movies now. I kind of like to go um quote unquote unsullied i don't like to go knowing all the scenes and maybe seeing the third act in the trailer or something like that so i do think that the marketing is a little um it sort of gives you a slight example of what you're about to go on as a as a whole it kind of gives you kind of the best of scenes um but there's a lot of wondrous parts in my opinion in without within the movie because it's a two hour and 19 minute movie i thought the pacing was a little uh slow at parts there's a couple parts that could have been taken out there's a subplot with uh 
uh, a nurse that keeps popping in Sam's, uh, I think her name is Sarah. Um, yeah, there's, oh, sorry, it's not Sarah. Sarah is the main chick he's trying to find. Um, actress. I, I think it's actress played by Ricky Lindholm who plays the the nurse who keeps popping up in his uh in his apartment uh like why did what was the point in having her pop in besides them having some dialogue and explanation um like i from that point i was like andrew garfield's character sam is just you know bopping over with ricky lindholm the actress nurse lady at one point, and then all of a sudden he's he's peeping on his neighbor who's topless, and then he's l looking at the lady, uh, looking at uh, Sarah who is swimming and dancing with her puppy. Um, there are so many underlying things going on. First of all, uh, the the way that Sam is just casually getting with all these women just does not make sense to me whatsoever. All these women are just like flocking over him all. And he is kind of a dick. He's kind of a douche. And I don't really see what the, I guess I, you can, you can sense a little bit of, uh, just like what in the hell is attracting all these women to this guy? And, um, I guess they're all about the same. They're all Caucasian five foot eight ish uh kind of similar style actresses you know they're all within they kind of very they fit very similar molds with the exception of the last lady that he seems to get with at the very end but it just um from like from from like an organic natural sense just having like uh, chemistry between people, I felt like there was hardly in any chemistry, in my opinion. Um, there was maybe a little chemistry between Riley Caw, I think her name is, um, who plays Sarah and Sam, um, but I just was like, what the fuck? Like, where is the chemistry in, in the rest of the characters? Just finishing up, I didn't... Finishing up this review, I was thinking I didn't feel ultimately like I understood a lot of the plot as in beware the dog killer. I was like, okay, so Andrew Garfield's probably the dog killer. Um, I was just like, I don't really understand. Um, if he's not, then what the fuck's going on? This comic book like nerd guy that just uh, randomly is killed by some sort of seductus lady in an owl mask that first of all that almost gave me the heebie-jeebs i was like this shit's gonna give me fucking nightmares i haven't seen anything that scary in a while um that which i was like this is fucking like had me hooked like the second and third acts of this movie had me fucking lit i was like this is intense as shit there was the first and fourth acts that really um just really just disrupted the movie for me it it, it uh when it was going along the plot of like this this crazy murder mystery sort of thing, and then this owl lady was introduced, I was like, alright, so we have a fucking psychopath on our hands. And then by the end of the movie, it just feels like it was never even uh, addressed. And honestly, I, there, there was parts of the movie I'm not even sure it happened. Was he, was he fucking dreaming? Was he, is he the dog killer? Is there a dog killer? Did... Did he beat up two kids for absolutely no reason? Or what What was the purpose? I didn't understand why Sam was so angry in some of these parts. He just seemed like a dick. And he had a broke, 
dick for one thing and um having that five day time stamp on the uh on the rent um being due and him being evicted did it gave us a time stamp of how long we had been with sam so we did have a t like a time stamp and continuation of where the hell we were when he was tripping out where he was you know passing up p passing out and waking up in just random locations uh in graveyards next to you know hookers that know sarah and you know it it was it was insane i i, I bet this review sounds a little bit insane as well but i mean literally the the equilibrium of when things are normal is like maybe two percent of the time because this guy is either tripping out having like a a surreal moment or he's hanging with people that uh are like fucking weird i don't I, it's just it's it, the whole thing is just odd and weird in my opinion but uh i did I, I love the easter eggs like uh him waking up and his hand slapping the spider-man comic and it wouldn't get off his hand i know that's a little hand it's it's a little hammy and it's a it's right on the nose but i mean he used to be spider-man and he got a lot of shit for it so it felt like he was trying to get rid of that image and I thought that was, uh, it was kind of smartly played. It was, uh, it was cool. And, uh, along with, you know, some small things in the background, that old man on the piano in, in, in that entire scene was my favorite. I thought it was just expertly, um, expertly made. I mean, he was just going through song after song after song. And, um, I just, the old man makeup was a little bit off. I was like, eh. but after it got into the songs and I realized this guy is just, he's like, how do you feel now that I've. Uh, that I am the sole creator of everything you hold dear and basically your life is meaningless and it was just like holy shit I mean it, it, he wasn't just talking to Sam he's talking to us as moviegoers he was talking to us as pop culture uh lovers and just just he's talking to every fucking body and you're like fuck you old man <laughs> and it was like um it was a weird reflection that he held up to society, and I, I it was one of the best scenes, and I think that's what's going to get this uh, critically acclaimed by most uh, critics. I think this needs a quicker edit. It could have removed a couple characters. A couple scenes could have been chopped down. Um, but other than that, maybe kind of t uh, roll the, uh, the billionaire plot line up, um, the dog killer plot line up. This we got to find Sarah plot line. We're going into bunkers under Hollywood. Apparently, this is all this stuff like that. I probably didn't get is uh, is reminiscent of other movies that I haven't seen. And if you haven't seen these movies, it's really difficult to uh, have that nostalgia for. It. And so, like stuff like um, Sarah, like swimming and going, you know, hopping out of the pool, very is very similar to an old Marilyn Monroe movie that was actually never. Uh, uh, aired i think that actual scene is marilyn monroe in the 60s she's naked swimming and apparently that footage exists out there but the movie never came to came to uh, fruition um because of her unfortunate uh death um but i i there's so many little uh tidbits about this movie that would probably make it that much better apparently like uh, Sam looking out his window with binoculars. That that's reminiscent of Alfred Hitchcock. And and there's there's times of Hitch Hitchcockian um, and Steve 
uh, uh, Stanley Kubrickian like camera work is is happening, and so it feels like old story techniques a little bit. It's like Easter eggs. Like, sorry, it's, this is a little hard to explain. the The techniques David Robert Mitchell uses are very reminiscent of old school techniques, uh, old school horror techniques, and filmmaking techniques, and he's also uh, dropping in little hints of, uh, Hollywood. And so that's why I think people are going to really like this and maybe latch on. Um, there's a big correlation between dogs and women in this movie. I mean, there's at times women were just barking like dogs and he's, uh, um, Sam is, is registering women barking at him. And so is, it seems almost too on the nose that women were supposed to be the dogs and, or some sort of metaphor like that, and there's a, a lady killer or something, you know, and it uh, it was crazy, and, and just like certain things in this movie are just go unexplained. Like one, I mean, well, the billionaire's daughter is shot right in the middle of uh, the the lake they're swimming in. It might be Silver Lake, um, and <clears throat> the way she she dies is the same way the Playboy model. Uh, is positioned in the Playboy magazine that he's uh, yerking off on uh, earlier in the the movie, and it seems like he has like some sort of power dynamic where he really likes to see himself above women in a way, and he sexualizes them when they are in uh, like in situations where they need uh, where they're slightly helpless a little bit it's a little fucked up and I, I just like i was like oh this is dark this is really fucking dark and when he's you know he's masturbating on the damn all over his bed and on magazines and shit he's looking at a a, a, a picture of a woman that is grieving over her father and it's just like fucked up it's like i don't a hundred percent understand what that metaphor is and then having kurt cobain and all these other like uh, movie posters in the background. I was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Um, it it was really jarring at sometimes uh, when 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 all this was happening on an eight eight and a half million dollar budget. I think they did a pretty good job for showing all the damn locations. Um, but yeah, this was uh, an interesting movie. It's not for everybody. Um, that's 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 about it. Um, I appreciate everyone listening. Rate, share, subscribe. Look at our podcast. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Um, yeah, this has been another one. This is uh, same cinematographer as uh, It Follows and uh, Split. So this this is uh, Mike Guliakis. And uh, yeah, I thought it was uh, another one is, my, is, is what I usually call it. But uh, it, it really was another one. Um, anything else? I'd say maybe the set dressing is something that needs to be, uh, noted. And, uh, that's about it. I thought, you know, it, a lot of craft went into this movie, I would say. And it's, uh, I hope it doesn't go unnoticed. I'm curious how A24 pumps this movie out. Because sometimes they do them under the rug and then sometimes they're like, hey, you gotta see this, you gotta see this. 
I think this might be one they're going to be like, you got to see this critics, critically acclaimed kind of stuff. So, thank you. Check us out. SoundCloud for full library. Check us out on our show nights for anything. Maybe there are people out there who are more important than us. Look at our podcast. Thank you. Powerful communicating things in the world that are meant for only them and not for us. Yeah. Oh, you think that's weird? A little. Welcome to Purgatory. Good to be here. You're living in a carnival. Hoping to win a prize. What are you gonna win?